If you don't mind, yes. Okay. Dekina um, Svetlana. Svetlana, it's name and surname Dekina. That's Dr. Svetlana Dekina, a researcher at the A.V. Bogatsky Physical Chemical Institute at the National Academy of Sciences of Ukraine in Odessa, Ukraine. I spoke to her shortly after the Russian invasion in Ukraine began, and it feels like that was a long time ago. But yeah, it only feels that way. Hi, and welcome to Conversations with Scientists. I'm Vivian Marks. Just briefly about this podcast, you can find some of my work, for example, in nature journals that are part of the nature portfolio. Those journals publish papers by working scientists, and a number of these journals offer science journalism. These pieces are by science journalists like me. Back to Svetlana Dekina. In her research, she works to develop biopolymers and ways to use the polymers to treat wounds, burns, and infections, potentially. February 24th, 2022 was going to be a pretty typical day for Dr. Dekina, but February 24th turned out to not be a typical day. It's uh, no, actually, um, we uh, were, my family and uh, I uh, were in Odessa when uh, the war uh, started. And um, we woke up in the early morning. It was 24th of February, yes, at five o'clock in, in the morning, yes, five o'clock a.m. And um, we was very scary. Uh, the first of all, uh, I I was scary about my children. I have uh, two boys, uh, fourteen years old and four years old. Roman uh, Artyom, and I understand that uh, understood that I um, have no place uh, for safety. Yes, uh, to, for uh, safety, my family. And uh, uh, next uh, morning, uh, we, um, my family and I, uh, uh, went to Western Ukraine, Yaremche, to Yaremche, and uh, we uh, also hoped that uh, two, three days, at, uh, and um, everything will be all right. <laughs> But unfortunately, it not happened. And uh, my husband uh, said me, uh, sorry. It's okay. It's totally okay. And if you don't want to talk about this, this is okay too. I mean, I think this is, I guess, about helping other people, I think, who are in the situation you might have been on that day? I didn't want to force Vitlana Dekina to talk, of course, but she pressed on. She did want to chat about her experience. She has left Ukraine and is now in Germany. I left in Germany uh, in March, 9th of March. Yes, uh, we uh, left uh, Western Ukraine and, um, um, and then we... Uh, across the broad uh, to Romania, and then uh, we uh, will get, uh, we, uh, uh, we have got to uh, Germany, yeah. 
She is in Germany, her husband is in Ukraine. She is now at the European Molecular Biology Laboratory, EMBL, in Heidelberg, Germany. She's a member of the lab of Dr. Theodor Alexandrov, who is a team leader at EMBL. He works on experimental and computational methods to study spatial and single-cell metabolomics. That's about learning which metabolites are where in cells and why they are there, the functions they fulfill. Svetlana Dekina's husband wanted to stay in Ukraine, had to stay in Ukraine. I, I want uh, to stay with my husband, but um, it was uh, dangerous in Ukraine and he uh, had to uh, return, come back to Odessa. Um, he is a journalist too. Yes, a journalist and photographer. Yes. Uh, and uh, he had to uh, come back to Odessa. So uh, I write, I wrote uh, some letters to um, different university and um, Fyodor. <laughs> that, that, that's me. This is how how yes. Svetlana pronounced <laughs> I see. Yeah. Oh, I see. You knew each other before. Pro no, 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 ah. no. It's just like the pronunciation of my name in Russian would be Fyodor, and this is like like Dostoevsky, and this is why Svetlana like pronounced it this way. Yeah. Yes, and. Uh, then uh, Fyodor uh, Theodor, yeah, uh, give me a chance to give me a chance uh, to work in Germany in Emble Institute. Svetlana Dekina plans to continue to work as a researcher in biotechnology. Uh, I'm a biotechnologist, uh, but um, uh, not in bio, uh, metabolomics. Yes, um, I. Um, Usually my work is uh, consists um, uh, in um, creation creation of uh, different uh, medical forms for enzymes, proteins, and uh, polymeric uh, forms. Yes, polymeric matrices, matrices and uh, um, for different uh, medical. Uh, the Dutch purposes, purposes, purposes. obligations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, then uh, the study, development, and produce maybe uh, in successful in successful uh, uh, to uh, medicine to um, differ, uh, to study in a university maybe for uh, for classes uh, university laboratory dif different laboratory and uh, so on and i must say that svetlana is very modest but she she is a very prolific and successful scientist she, she defended two phd's i mean in there is like one phd and there is the second one which is doctor of science which exist in some, also in some systems like the UK, I mean, not really in the US. And uh, Svetlana has more than almost 40 publications and about 10 pet patents. Svetlana Dekina's children have traveled with her to Heidelberg. My children uh, with me in Heidelberg, yes. Um, only husband uh, stayed in Ukraine and my mother, yes. She is now in Heidelberg living her life, and she hopes the family can be reunited hopefully soon. 
I wondered what arrival in Germany felt like to her. Thank you for that, uh, Theodore. I'm sorry to abuse you as a translator. I feel another life uh, when we cross the broad uh, with Ukraine and Romania. Yeah, another life. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big I, deal. Uh, I saw that a uh, girl, uh, uh, she, um, uh, I saw the girl uh, was a photograph uh, with photographer, yeah, and uh, she uh, was very beautiful, uh, nice, uh, with a good настроение, как сказать. Mood. Good mood, in, good in a good mood. mood. Yes, it was another life, in, uh, not <laughs> like as Ukraine. In Romania, on the street, yes, it was uh, usually life, обычно, да? and yeah, uh, regular, regular life, yeah. Mm -hmm. Regular life, life yeah. yes. Uh, we uh, we forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that is weird when you've experienced something so like that, that then something so normal feels very strange. Yeah. Yes, the different things, because in Ukraine, uh, when you are in Ukraine, it's uh, um, very um, scary, very nervous. Uh, yes, it uh, only uh, reading your phone, uh, different news, uh, and thinking about what, uh, что будет завтра? What will be tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. What will happen tomorrow? What awaits me tomorrow? Yeah. What yeah. I have to do? Yeah. And uh, it's very difficult. Her children are with her, and she, of course, has many hopes for them now. I hope that uh, they are not uh, scary. Yes, because uh, we uh, left Odessa uh, right. Uh, the next day of the war, yeah, of the war beginning. And um, ah, so they had to pack and they had to decide what to what to bring with them, which is hard, right? Which toys, which uh, books, which computer? No books, uh, one books, yeah, we have one book uh, we bring with, we brought with us because <laughs> no, it's what it was. Uh, Это было необходимо. Yes. It was, uh, just, my... it was just necessary. It was just necessary this way. <laughs> I can I can also I yes, I can also add that Svetlana and uh, <laughs> her her kids and also her sister as well and their and her kid. Five people they came with a luggage that I normally take for one or two days trip. Literally. I think like two small backpacks and like two purses, that's all. You have understand that we uh, no, don't uh, think in about uh, leave Ukraine. Uh, we uh, 
we uh, go on to uh, Western Ukraine only for two or three days. And uh, uh, we um, take, uh, we have uh, 30 minutes maybe for our baggage, luggage. And it was uh, very um, quickly. My older boy, um, he uh, goes to school here in Heidelberg, yes, uh, one week. Uh, he learned uh, English and he learned German in Ukraine. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, right now uh, is uh, too difficult for him, but uh, it's normal, I think. Now that the reality of the war has settled in a little, which is a very tough reality to settle into, I asked her what her plans are, her plans for her career maybe, and where and how she might want to live and work. It's a difficult question for me right now, yes. I uh, don't think, in, I, I'm, I'm not thinking about it now. Um, I, I want um, to be in safety. I want um, the safety of for my children, uh, school, uh, and uh, of course I want uh, to be good uh, for a group of the Theodor, yes, Dr. Alexandrov, because it's uh, very important for me. Uh, he uh, he is doing for me. Um, everything now, yes, in Germany, yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm very grateful to uh, him. And uh, of course, uh, I hope that... Uh, I don't know that I will that I will not be disappointed that in the scientific sense that we provided Svetlana this work opportunity. Now she is a member of Theodor Alexandrov's lab at Embel in Heidelberg. Uh, I will start it as I will start from the first of April, yes, but not in in your group, in your group, yes, yes, in our facility, yes, because I have group and facility. Maybe I'll I just want to add that Svetlana will start here indeed, but on top of this, she's currently applying for fellowship for scientists at risk. And I think this is also, I mean, I think that this is a great opportunity with, for Svetlana, but also for others, which is provided by many European countries. So here, Svetlana is applying for um, um, foundation, uh, foundation from Germany, this Alexander von Humboldt, from von Humboldt Foundation, which is pretty well known. But there are many others and uh, foundations within Germany and other countries which actually created on the spot this funding, special funding programs for Ukrainian scientists, short term, a bit longer term, and so on. And it's, it's great that, you know, Svetlana 
was able to apply for this and that we managed to put a lot of a number of things together so that uh, uh, she would be able to apply for this. So, and I think this is also, so maybe something that you can, you can highlight that, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see how, how these opportunities are created like for, for people like Svetlana so that they, 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 they can, you know, definitely they're very stressed now, right? But they still can become like, come here not as refugees, but they can come here and really like do science that they're passionate about. In my conversations with Ukrainian scientists, I had heard that women are quite present in science in Ukraine. Yes, for Ukraine, it's normal. Many women's many many women in uh, uh, science. Um, it depends uh, uh, of on um, the first of all uh, salary in Ukrainian for Ukrainian scientists. Yes, our husbands have to обеспечивать как семью. Provide means uh, just provide earn money, earn money, earn money. Yes, yes. Yeah. and. Uh, yeah. Mostly uh, women in science in Ukraine, yes. I think that it depends on person, actually. <laughs> Not for we, women or men, yes. Uh, I like my work. I like uh, to study. Uh, all my life, uh, I, mm, I study <laughs> from university, from, from school, from university. Uh, PhD students, yes, next. And um, it's normally for me. <laughs> I tried uh, to uh, work in um, apotheca, <laughs> yes, as a pharmacist. Mm, uh, it's not my way. So uh, every person have to choose uh, their way and uh, only its way uh, would be perfect uh, successful so it's my mind that was conversations with scientists today's episode was with dr svetlana dekina a researcher at the av bogatsky physical chemical institute of the national academy of sciences of ukraine in odessa ukraine now she's at the european molecular biology laboratory in heidelberg germany and today's episode was with dr theodor alexandrov of the european molecular biology laboratory and I just wanted to say, because there's confusion about these things sometimes, nobody paid to be in this podcast. This is independent journalism that I produce in my living room. I'm Vivian Marks. Thanks for listening. <laughs>